lunch break. break. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm gonna break um, your branding real quick right now. <laughs> the first, the first thing they said was, "Hey, so do we need to censor ourselves?" I'm like, "No, be yourselves." And thank you, David, for <laughs> nice. that is himself establishing the tone of this particular episode. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> This is a very, very, very big special episode. I think a long time coming. We got Bart from JK News. JK Films is actually how I know you guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gee. We also got David So. And then we got my business partner, Eric, and also part of the Wonka family here. And the reason why we have you guys here is to squash the beef. No, I'm just kidding. Why did you purposely leave Joe <laughs> out of this? He, he purposely left Joe out. I'm like, dude, that's so f***ed so up. not true. You got to tell him to his face. Now Joe, you guys have to fight. We're going to do a separate episode just about you and your team. Why does he get his own episode? <laughs> yeah, dude. dude that's what so the f***ed fuck? I can't. JK has like literally 100 members. I only, can't. only two people matter. Let's just start Asian beef, dude. <laughs> Gio and Bart. I'll start yeah, it yeah, off. The Fung Brothers. Oh, yeah. no! They were like, they were just the last episode. Oh, yeah. Fuck the last episode. Oh, no. <laughs> what are some other Asian YouTubers that we don't like? Ten. <laughs> no, the real reason why I want to have you guys on here is because you guys are business owners or brick and mortar business owners, I should say. That you guys started separate businesses from YouTube, and that's something that Eric and I recently did, and we're actually eating the food and drinks from that spot. Bofa Mofo Cafe. It's yummy. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're eating our Taiwanese fried chicken sandwich, spicy, and that's our mapo tofu tots. Yeah, it's something that Eric and I have been working on for a long time. We did like a, a part one of a documentary of it. When we opened up, I definitely like reached out to you guys for advice and everything. How did you guys come up with this? Like, what made you guys go, oh, we want to like, go from like video production to opening up a food spot? I worked at a boba shop in college. I just always saw boba culture like as very uniquely <laughs> Asian American. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's spicy. That's spicy. Yeah. It tastes really good. I just <laughs> I'm stupid. Tai chili, tai chili. And so Eric was at a, like an interesting place in his career. He's also been helping out, you know, YouTubers for a long time. Yeah. And After high school, I wanted to go to culinary school, but my parents didn't let me. <laughs> of course, Asian of course, parents. Right? So I just went to finance, and then Phil hit me up like a couple years later, yeah. and we wanted to open the store. Really? Well, actually, you guys inspired us. Really? Excuse me. Yeah. Do both of you guys cook? No. Well, no, well, you, you cook, you know, you cook. I, I home cook. You oh, home cook. Yeah. You guys really have ideas. We have, so that's the thing. We have a lot of ideas. And like, that was actually one thing that was driving me to go like move fastest. Cause I was like, oh my God, these ideas, someone's going to do it. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know, yeah. especially in this Instagram world, Ugh. foodie world. Yeah. And it's all about like a gimmick or whatever. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I, I really want to get these out. Yeah. And so we had to find a chef actually to help us create our ideas into, you know, reality and also how that's to dope. best execute. But no, yeah. Like Eric was saying, you guys. We're super inspiring. Um, you guys were like the first to like step into the food, food, food and beverage. Yeah, right? and FNB like brick and mortar. That's really scary, you know, because I think a lot of people they'll like you know endorse something or whatever, or like even like a food truck, but like actually like going into like opening a brick and mortar spot is like yeah, yeah, a whole yeah. other level of things. Because I think the thing about it is you know once you start building up your own brand, a lot of companies come to you to promote their brand. Mm -hmm. So why don't mm -hmm. you just build your own and then promote your own shit, right? right? Especially you if you have true interest in something. Uh -huh. yeah. right. I think that's where it has to come down to. You can't just step into something because you're like, oh, it's gonna be a quick money grab. There are way better ways to make fast money yeah. than, than doing food businesses. <laughs> like I would never open a tampon company. <laughs> I don't have any experience. I'm not passionate about it. But when it comes to food or ice cream or anything like that, like that's my shit, so. Yeah. We could have no. done a go for broke condoms, dude. <laughs> yeah, that would have sold. No, uh, people like literally leave comments they're like, oh, Phil opened this just because he wanted like quick money. I'm like, dude. Oh, quick money? This All is, right. This is yeah. so not quick. This is so hard. 
it has to be driven by passion. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's so not worth it. I wish it, it was yeah. quick money. <laughs> I feel like before even food, like you had that passion for powerlifting, weightlifting, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. How, how did how did Barbell Brigade, which is huge now, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. How did that all come about in the first place? When I was just doing regular videos, you know, like the one we used to do sketch comedy and stuff, like in the comments, they were always like, oh, Bart, you look jacked, like, yeah. can you give me your program? Same here, dude. I was one of those people. <laughs> Same here, bro. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a personal trainer. I don't know anything. And I'm like, I'll just open a YouTube channel. Maybe you could follow me along on my fitness journey. Right, right, right. And so I would just share what I was doing, not in a way of teaching anything, mm-hmm. but just kind of sharing what I was doing. As I was moving along with my fitness journey, like when we used to all play basketball, like I would structure my lifts towards how to get more hops. Like I, I always mm. really like the concept of strength and conditioning, getting you better at whatever passion you have. Life, yeah. I had this void in my life because I used to do Muay Thai a little bit, mm-hmm. but then I was like, oh, I kind of miss like competing in right. that aspect. So I'm like, is there a lifting type of competition? Because I've yeah. been lifting for over 10 years. Yeah. So I found powerlifting yeah. and I, I signed up and it was literally three weeks away mm-hmm. and then I got hooked. I loved it so much. Yeah that when I came back out from the competition, I'm like, is there any powerlifting gyms in the 626 SGV area? Yeah. And there were none. So you saw you know, like a, a void or an, in like a niche market and you saw like, hey, I could fill that void, right? Yeah, yeah. but also it, was, it wasn't like, it's like, not like that strategic, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna search for it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, there's none of this, let me just do it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like baby steps, so like the first step, I was like, hey babe, I'm talking about Geo. Oh, I thought you were talking about David. Yeah, I'm like, hey babe, like, you know how they don't let you drop the weights at the gym or whatever? I'm like, can mm. I put a squat rack in the living room? And then Geo's like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I can't have a gym at home. Yeah. And I'm like, at the JK office where we shoot JK News. Right. I'm like, what if I buy a container? Because that's only like maybe like three to five grand. Mm-hmm. And I just stock it full of. Uh, it's like a garage. Yeah, garage yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garage gym. When I had that idea, Ice One Cube, remember him? Old school YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. Ice One Cube, Han, Han Champion, like another Jack dude. Yeah. Like overnight 20 people were like, I'm in. Oh. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I can get 20 people and I'm like, what if I did like a little website crowdfunding thing and maybe I can pull 100 people from the community. Got it. So we opened a website and then we got 100 people in less than two weeks. Oh my god. So that, yeah. so that, that kind of gave you that momentum to, to yeah. get into it, right? Yeah, oh to see god. if there was even a demand right. for it. No, that's really cool. And like. And then for David, like go, just going back to what you're saying about how like, you, you know, we promote all these other companies, why not promote ourselves? I think most YouTubers, the first and easiest thing is, okay, well, I'm gonna promote my own merchandise, right? It always yeah. goes to like a t-shirt first, which is things that we've all done with your guys' merch, Go For Broke, all those things. And we had like, you know, our Wong Fu merch. So what, what made it click to go from, yeah, I, I can make t-shirts, I can do a cool photo shoot to, I'm gonna try to make food. Well, I, I think like food for us was just, so originally too, <clears throat> I mean, there was a few concepts, right? We have Shrimp Daddy. Yeah, you guys have so many th- things going on. Yeah. yeah, I had a soft serve place called Drips and I still have it now. Right. I feel like you guys just went to just smorgasbord and were like, we want you, we want you, we want you, we want you. <laughs> so that place was going under originally. Mm. Oh, okay. And you know, you, I tried the soft serve and the soft serve was fine, it was great, it was delicious. But a lot of things that people don't realize is how to brand something right. Mm-hmm. So just because something is good doesn't mean that people give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was my first entry to figure out, okay, well how do I take something and make it better when it's already good? So how do I make it accessible to people and have people understand what a product is? Mm. And so I experimented with that first on my own mm. and then I came together with them, whatever knowledge I had with that, and then we started doing whatever Shrimp Daddy with these other partners, yeah. Sip Matcha and everything else. How did you meet the Sip guys? Or, or sorry, sorry, the Drips and Swirls guys? I think one of your chefs used to work with this guy named Robin. Oh, so wait. Yeah. Yeah, so I met this other guy through Robin which he's a, he's a, by the way, this is some real drama shit. Uh-oh. He's a complete f up. Okay. We, we actually had to kick him out. Oh shoot. You piece of shit. Um, <clears throat> you know, God bless you, but yeah. f- 
you. Yeah. But you know, but that's also something that I learned too about you know having the right partners too oh, yeah. and having people pull their weight properly, yeah. which was a great life lesson. So he had to get the f- out. Right, right. You know, and so I went through all that drama and then I also learned about just kind of like running a brand was just very difficult. It wasn't just like good food, right? Because right. your stuff can taste great. There's a lot of places yeah. that taste great, yeah. but is it, what's going to really set you apart? And right. so I think like with Drips, the great thing that we focused on was having a very limited menu. What I wanted to stray away from was giving people 30,000 options. That's like, yeah, same, mm-hmm. same with us. Yeah. yeah, I don't like Focus. that. So when people yeah. come in, they go, oh, can I have it with this topping and that topping? We tell them no. Yeah. And the reason why is because it's chef-inspired soft serve. So when you when you have this product, yeah. you want you to taste it a certain way. Right. If you would like it, that's your choice. It's not going to taste good, but have it this way first. Right. And if you want to, go ahead. And we're still loose on that a little bit, but we like to give people a complete product. Right. It's almost like omakase ice cream. Exactly. Ah. I like that. Yeah. I like it when the chef has his vision. Because yeah. food is art, and so then, I like it when they have their vision. And I'm supposed to eat your vision. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's actually one reason why, I mean, Eric brought up, we don't do Postmates or anything like that right now. Yeah, we want our customers to enjoy, you know, our food on our own terms. You know, we don't, have a, we don't even have a phone number to our space. We, we so. might eventually need a phone number. Eventually. I mean, David touched on something, too, that where, you know, working with the right people is also really important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we decided to work together. We've already known, been friends for a while. You guys have been friends for a while. For, I'll ask you this, Eric. What, yeah. what were your first reservations about working with me? Yeah. Be honest. I wasn't prepared to answer that question, but I, I mean, I, I was kind of scared just because of all the things I've heard about you and... What? <laughs> what are you doing about him? You're his sexual promiscuity. <laughs> Is he a I don't tyrant? Know. No. Well, I who's think- talking sh- I want yeah. to know about that. Yeah, that's the real thing. I, I mean, did you have reservations with working with me? Because I think our personalities are so similar that we kind of butt heads all the time. But oh, I, think I see what you mean. Ah, yeah. I, well, I think like we we're, we are, we're stubborn. We're very opinionated in oh, what okay. we want to do. But then yeah. I think I think what not a problem. What we have learned along the way is that we know what each other's role is. Yeah. And also, I think we're we're also trying to become better communicators. Yeah. I think that's a really big thing. Yeah. Where yeah, it's yeah, like because yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, if we're like partners. I care about the business just as much as you do. So yeah. I think it should be one way and you think it's another way, then yeah, one of us is going to have to find a way to either give in or compromise or whatever and you have to But also remembering you guys are on the same team. Exactly, yeah. right? So wait, so what are you guys on SIP together? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So are there are there a lot of people in on that? Mm-hmm. Okay, cuz Joe who's not here. So there's a there's a main like group and that's uh, June, Dan, Jeremy, Anna. Mm-hmm. And then from the JK side, it's me, David, Joe, Gio, Tim. Yeah, we needed more people in our group. What well, we, we, do? we all invest in different amounts. Man. Yeah. It's also, you got to think well, about cool. it. <laughs> Why did you guys invest in us? Thanks a lot. Yeah. It's all like, you have to think about entities too, because yeah. they're couples. So it's more like one, one, mm, one, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like Aunt, Aunt and Christina are also in one. They're just one. See, that's the other aspect of JK. Everyone coupled off in there. We have not had that kind of um, situation here at one. Maybe <laughs> you and Wes should get married. <laughs> oh, that'd be Cute, dude. I think for us, we've been pretty fortunate to already have the working chemistry from JK. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we kind of know what each other's like likes and, and pet peeves are. So when it comes to a brainstorming space where you feel like it would be butting heads, yeah, it's actually not as bad as I, I, I think. How many locations do you guys have to sit right now? We have Smorgasburg and then we have Westwood and also Roland Heights. Is SIP the, uh, the the establishment that you guys first started as like a huge group versus like versus like no. drips and no? We did the first thing. So first we uh, franchised. Uh, well, we did pop bar. Pop bar. Okay. So that's already an existing ice cream franchise. We just did a branch. And yeah. We were gonna open up three locations together, but um, we did our grand opening and then we did it our own like. JK style. Yeah. By so taking your pants off? Yeah. <laughs> like a fan told me to take my pants off, so I took my pants off. We yeah. did our ribbon cutting and stuff. Like we're messing around. It was awesome. 
And then I guess uh, some of the parents that brought like their kids, they're like, what the hell is this? Oh. So they wrote an email to corporate and then corporate came down oh. and then they're like, okay, from now on, any marketing material, you have to pass by us. And even when oh, we're vlogging, no. like we were so proud of Popart because like they use a certain type of milk from yeah. a certain farm. Yeah. Like all the ingredients were awesome. So I wanted to show the kitchen, yeah. but then that's their proprietary stuff. Oh. So they didn't want to do that. And we're like, dude, this is going to be really hard if we can't market the way that we want to and we know the way our audience wants to hear it. Yeah. So we had to uh, pull out of that. So SIP, they understand who you guys are. Oh yeah. That partner. Yeah, and they yeah, actually yeah. encourage yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. that's important because like if you guys can't be yourselves and you guys are the face, then like what honestly then what's the point of you guys, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or having you guys involved? Are, are you guys still operating a pop bar right now? Mm-mm, no. no. Okay. We sold it. Going to dip multiple locations for SIP, like what are the biggest challenges? Like you don't even have just one, you have multiple. One of the hardest things that I hear is you try to create a duplicable model, mm-hmm. but each region has its own like yeah, hardships. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for example, uh, you would think that with one being in Westwood, you have a lot of high caliber students from UCLA. Mm-hmm. You would think everyone's super smart, but they come in and because they are super smart, that they feel like they're above it. Or they mm. have their, and since it's not a commuter school, it's like the turnover rate is crazy. Yeah. Mm. They, they, one kid's studying abroad next month, the other kid is doing this, so the turnover rate is really crazy. And then City of Industry, since it's more of a suburb, yeah. or Roland Heights, it's more of a suburb, people, they go and they work there and they can stay there for like a whole year. Oh, so you're talking about from the employment, yeah. From an employment standpoint. Yeah. So that's that's another thing that being first time food and beverage owners is like, we're wearing so many different hats. We're like doing HR, you know, we're also the janitors. We're also trying to develop the food and everything and ordering everything. Yeah, um, yeah HR is a, a whole other beast of a thing that- And we also yeah. have Dan, June, Jeremy, and yeah. Anna. They deal with the majority of the that's stuff. Good. I wish we had that, Eric. Maybe we could have someone <laughs> that that deals with all that stuff, <laughs> Eric. Well, they, they've had like franchise experience. They had an, they were yeah, operators. Yeah, they we weren't ready. Okay, we're not ready. <laughs> well, that's one of the biggest things. Even though Pop Bar didn't go the way that we wanted to, it was a great learning experience because mm-hmm. we yeah, actually yeah. got to see how a franchise model works. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest reasons why we started doing that first because mm-hmm. yeah. we just didn't want to shoot in the dark. So we see this model, we see what we like and dislike. And so when we do our own thing, we can take it from that and then see what yeah. we can do better. So my question now is, if you could start something from scratch then, where it's like, this is completely David's, like I, I've always wanted to like open this thing up. I might definitely want to do sandwiches. Mm. Like, I love sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches are my f***ing shit, yeah. dude. I could eat sandwiches every day for the rest of my life, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He's like, really good at cooking too. Like all types of sandwiches or specific? Hot, hot sandwiches, sandwiches, right? Hot sandwiches, for hot sure. Sandwiches, okay. Yeah, so like that was the original thing and I also wanted to do something where it's every single childhood school food that I had growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to do that and just kind of just level it up a little more. Do you guys know the guys from Exlet? Yeah, no. well, I don't know them. Oh, but you know, know oh, yeah, because they're Asian too, aren't they? Filipino. The Filipino. Chef. What, what's really cool is there's a lot of like first, second generation, or next generation Asian Americans that are coming into the food business because like food is a huge part of Asian American history, like our culture, right? But before it was, we went into this business out of like necessity and survival, right? We yeah. were forced to work in kitchens and you know do these types of businesses, and now it's like. The kids are growing up because of their parents' sacrifice working at all these restaurants and we're going right back into it. Like my mom literally is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about how all their work is like, I'm going back to mopping floors, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like going backwards. Right, right. But I think it's really cool though that a lot of Asians are kind of seeing this as like a place or an avenue for them. Or even like yeah. the people that are shedding light or bringing their favorite like home cooked meals back yeah. in a new way. Right. 
that's more digestible for the mainstream, that's right. pretty cool too. I mean, yeah, even like just in LA, there's so many spots like that with like Joy, Pine and Crane, Boba Guys, obviously, Peking Tavern down there. Yeah. That's why like food's getting better too, because it's not out of necessity. It's just oh. people are becoming better at it, right? That's a good point. So I when you have all that. these like Chinese restaurants, when people are like Chinese, Korean, Japanese, or whatever, a lot of it was because we know how to make these foods and we're gonna open a restaurant. So right. when food out of necessity versus somebody who gets to work a recipe over and over and over, right. it's way different. That's true. Mm-hmm. We so get to be creative now. We get to oh, say, for sure. oh, you guys already mastered this. We're gonna try to do something different with it now. That's why like, you know, when, when we have a conversation about food and people, they go into a restaurant and you see some of these things they're like, well, this isn't authentic food. Well, well what's authenticity? What is it? Right. Your mom's cooking to his mom's cooking are gonna be two different things, mm-hmm. but both of you guys are still Chinese-Americans. Right. Right. So my mom's not authentic. Well, your, <laughs> well, your, well, your, your mom, mom serves toenails and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So who's to say what authenticity it is, right? right? So I think that's like the hardest thing about People with this know-it-all type of attitude, yeah. when they come to food, they go, well, this is not how it's supposed to be done. How do you know? Right. Did that, you eat my mom's food? That was actually a very conscious choice when we d- were deciding on our menu because we're like, okay, we're not going to make a better Niromian than, you know, that grandma down the street, right? Yeah, so yeah. we got to do it our way and, you know, come up with, like, different items. But it is tough, like, you know, everyone is a critic. You know, everyone feels like they're, they're an expert. Yeah. And that actually is a nice lead into our next section of, how did you guys deal with Yelp reviews? Because that's a big part of being a small business owner. I think everyone is entitled to their own opinions. Yeah. But with Yelp, I found out how many bitches are out there. <laughs> so what I don't like is when people come to any of your establishments yeah. and whatever gripe they had, instead of bringing it up to the manager so yeah. it can be fixed on the spot. Yeah. Which is easy. Which is, which is and easy. That's our job. That's our job. Because yeah. you want feedback. Right. They, you go, is everything okay? Everything is great. Thank you so much. And then they leave. And man, yeah. this place. Yeah. This place, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the drink was like this. There's too, many, too much ice or too little ice. Yeah. And you're like, mother we could have fixed this. Like, yeah, why do you yeah. have to be so passive aggressive about it? Here's the it? worst part too, because for me, like I understand. Like Yelp is actually, I love the platform. It's great because it actually helps us out too. So this is like yeah, a double-edged sword. I hate it, but I use it all, we use it all the time. Whenever you're traveling, you use Yelp. Yeah. yeah, and so like there was this girl who, you know, tweeted at me one time. The drink was this, this, and that. I followed her and I DM'd her. I was like, hey, I'm sorry about that, but why did you leave, drink the whole thing, and then tweet me? Yeah. You were there, you could have went up to the cash register, we had this huge sign that says, if you don't like it, it's on us. Yeah. yeah. Go up, get your free drink, and then switch it out, and then we're good. And then she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know, and then she deleted a tweet. Oh, it's like, wow. well, see, that's the problem about being passive, right? Everybody's so used to griping online, yeah. they don't want to do it in person. Right. So that's the thing that I don't like. Right. Let us, as a business, fix what we fucked up. Right. We're not perfect. Yep. And, and if the managers are still assholes about it, then you're entitled yeah, yeah, yeah. to Then, then come talk to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then we'll, we'll, we'll fix or, it for sure. I was gonna say, like, then put that right then, in. Then you can leave a bad review. If like, I always think like, I don't use Yelp, but like, if I were to ever leave a negative review, it would be like if they were consciously being negligent or racist or rude, like doing something purposefully. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. but if, if, if I give them a chance and they, then they. Yeah, at the end of the day too, like when people create these products, we want you to leave happy. Yeah. That's why we opened up these businesses. Yeah. Like there's, <laughs> there's something. No, 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 you want it for quick money. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's something very like rewarding and visceral about somebody taking a product that you created, they yeah. eat it and they're happy and they yeah. walk away. We don't want you to have it, walk away pissed and then we're just like, you, we took your money. Yeah. No, it makes us feel bad. It's about the return customer. It's about developing a relationship. So yeah. it kind of sucks when that opportunity isn't given to us, right? right. Let us, let us, Fix our mistakes. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely good Yelpers out there. Oh, that, for sure, dude. That like understand the way to be a good critic. You should go multiple times. You know, you should communicate things. You should try to understand this scenario. Yeah, and you know, when when I bring up that topic about authenticity too, it's just kind of like, how can you tell a business about what something like that we create? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we had to understand and learn was like our our matcha grade is really really. 
fucking high. Mm -hmm. But the concept of matcha is it's so difficult to to tell people what it is because they're used to bad matcha. Yeah. Um, so when they have matcha, they go, it's not bitter enough. It's not right. supposed to be bitter because mm. you've had trash your whole life. So yeah. let us show you something different. Let us set the standard for what it should be. Cheers right? to that. Man. <laughs> we feel that with our boba yeah. and our milk tea. Like if you've been eating a jolly a watermelon jolly rancher your whole life. Yeah. You think that's what watermelon tastes like? And then yeah. when you have a real one, you're like, wait, this doesn't taste right. Yes, it tastes like candy. Right? So when we were like not using powdered creamers and not using, you know, the flavored syrups, people were like, oh, it's not sweet enough or it's, you know, this this tastes like too watery. I'm like, no, this is just what, like, it actually tastes that's like. That's what regular yeah. sugar tastes yeah. like. <laughs> this is what real food tastes right. like. Were you guys always at four and a half stars on drips? Yeah. yeah. You just maintained that? Well, I mean, because it's also attached to my personality. I think the one thing that I did when I started it off was I'm very unapologetic with the things that I have. David right? throws ice cream at people. <laughs> <laughs> that place actually started off at like maybe like a two star, then it went to four and a half. Wow. And wow. so like one of the biggest things that I want to do is customer service is key to me. Yeah. Like what we, what I always tell the workers is that I don't care what you're going through personally in that day. Mm -hmm. It is not your job to put that onto a customer, right, right? right? If they're an asshole to you, that's up to them. You can control your emotions, right? Yeah. If they're mean, you still have to make sure that they walk away with a smile. Treat it like that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like they're here for a service. People can make their own food if they want. Yeah, yeah. They're here to get treated with special service. Right. That's how I view restaurants right. anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for us too, like I think it was important that number one, if people wanted to try six or seven samples, give them six or seven samples, mm -hmm. you know, because I think some of my partners were thinking, well, what if they don't get ice cream? They don't get ice cream, fuck yeah. it, move on, they'll come yeah. back, they yeah. will, and they always do. Yep. Mm. So just make sure that you treat them right, let them try things out and explain things properly to them. Yeah. This is what our ice cream is, if you wanna try it this way, this way, that yeah. way, if you don't like it, it's on us, move on, that's mm. it. And I think that, that, that type of rapport helped us out a lot yeah. too. What's the worst Yelp review you guys ever got? In our first week of opening, so Eric, obviously, as business owners, we're working, right? Like, because yeah. we are short-staffed or whatever. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. And someone was like, wow, you guys have the owners working? Like, I'm just like, what? Like, why are we being... Why is that a negative right. thing? There's, like, things about, like, obviously, like, the ones that bug us the most are, like, parking, you know? And, like, all something we can't control. Things we can't mm -hmm. control. What are the negative reviews that you could have for a gym? Uh, one of the stupidest ones I've read yeah. was, the weights here are too heavy. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, what the... Like my girlfriend needs two pound dumbbells uh, and there are none. And I'm like, our gym is a competitive <laughs> lifting gym. Like uh, probably a third of our clients or our members, they all compete. Yeah. So it's like an elevated facility, you know? I don't even know if 24 hours has two and a half pound or two pound dumbbells. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, you can't really go to a place and complain about that. What would she do with two pound dumbbells? Just so you know. beginners, you know. Keep her papers from flying away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is like two pounds. They just get, <laughs> yeah. get some food at Bopoma. <laughs> Was there anything that you guys felt that you guys wish you guys would have known before you guys started the business or started a food? Oh, beverage? that's a good because a lot of people follow all you guys and us now too. They're like, oh, we, we want to open up, and they, they're like, they want details. They're like, what, uh, are, what are your financials? I, like? One big, what are the, the tips, one yeah. one of the biggest lessons that I learned. From so kind of like you guys from Barlow Brigade, we started at like a small location. It was like fifteen or seventeen hundred square feet. So me and Gio worked there for the first month. Like we would close at twelve, be the janitors, clean everything until two a.m., and then wake up at four a.m. the next day. So I'm only sleeping two hours a day for like the first month, right? Yeah. So we put like our blood, sweat, and tears. Easy in money, stuff. right? Easy money. Yeah, easy, yeah, money. easy money, guys. So from that, um, the thing that I wished that I would have learned before is that when you become owners of a business and you start building the staff out you're not really a boss. You're more of like a babysitter. You're kind of their, their mental health therapist. You're like their marriage yeah. counselor. Like there's all these other things that comes with it. 
because then you'll see a guy at the front counter and he's just like all sad and shit. I'm like, dude, who's gonna sign up for a membership if you're just fucking like this like all day? I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. And I'm like, I gotta pump him up, you know? And it's like, so there's that entire part of it, like being a babysitter that you don't think about. You just think about numbers. I'm like, oh, cool, if I can get this many money, whatever, and then this right. is financially, it'll work out. But there's an entire human emotional side to it that yeah. I never knew about. What about you, David? I think just finding the right partners. Like yeah. that was the, the biggest life lesson because I mean in general too, there's a difference between somebody who's a good person and a likable person. There's a oh. lot of likable human beings in this world, right? Yeah. And, I, and I think what happens too, we get caught up in, you know, sometimes people's credentials. Which one do you prefer, likable or? I like good people that good talk people. Shit, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I, like, I like that honesty, right? Yeah. So even if somebody doesn't like me, as long as you told me and you keep that same type of energy when you leave me, I'm, I actually like that person more. Mm. I just don't like this thing where, like for example, with one of the partners, like gassed himself up a lot, right? Yeah. He goes, I've done this, this, and that. Yeah. But when it came to running a fucking 300 square foot soft serve shop, <laughs> he couldn't do it. Yeah. And you know, albeit, let me tell you this fu- funny story. So this guy, um, we just opened the store. I just rebranded everything, right? And the, the store was popping, right? Yeah. Like I'm talking about on grand opening, we, we racked in like three grand. And then that, so by the way, that store was making an average of like 50 bucks a week before I touched it. Mm. And so he didn't understand this thing. Well, I was like, I told him like, yo, once we work this and we kind of get this into the right people's hands, there's gonna be customers coming through. This motherfucker just on our busiest weekend ever, I, I called one of the workers. I was like, yo, is he there? He goes, no, he's gone. I was like, where'd he go? He goes, oh, he went to a fucking, what, EDC or some shit. Oh, God. And I was like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> and I just texted him. I was like, hey, I'll see you when you come back. I don't want you to meet me at this restaurant with all the other partners. And he comes in. He's like, glow sticks. And I was He's li- still high. <laughs> I was livid. And it's because he's from oh like, you know, fan- like fancy food background. So he thinks he's above the soft serve. Uh, so he goes, oh, it's soft serve. So we could just leave these workers alone. They can do it themselves. But didn't you run a kitchen? You should know it's not that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he just continually had these bad habits. And I, I remember I got so mad because I just seen him with the sunglasses and the glow stick just fueled my rage. <laughs> Oh and I sat and I was drinking. I just had this beer. I fucking slammed it on the oh table. I was so mad. I was like, you went to and you left all of our employees? Yeah, yeah, like, how dare you? And they had yeah. no idea what they were doing and they were lost. Yeah. And he was supposed to be the captain of the ship. So he's a very likable person, yeah. but he didn't know how to run a business. Yeah. He lied to us and you know all this other type of stuff too. Right. A lot of people think that they want to open a business. And sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe you shouldn't because I don't know if you really know what you're getting into or if you're ready to think Yeah, about I always it. tell people, like, if you really are passionate about it, yeah. you're not going to take a single dime from, uh, from it for a year. Yeah, exactly. And you're only able to sleep only a few hours a day. And you're going to have to give up maybe not even just one, but maybe top two of your favorite hobbies for a whole year. Yeah. If you can picture yourself doing all of that, then go, go pursue it. Yeah. It's, it's literally like having a baby. It's like a newborn. But the difference is, people can rate your baby on Yelp and they can say, your yeah. baby's uglier, your baby's too expensive. <laughs> well, all the bad stuff too, by the way, is only talked about because it's funny to me now. It's funny now. It's 2% of the great 98%, yes. Yes. right? Because right, right, right. Yeah. if I talk about all the good stuff, it's not as fun. Nah. The 2% bad stuff, hilarious, <laughs> you know? The great thing is too, a lot of this happens because of, for us anyways, like specifically our fan support, right? None mm-hmm. of this happens without people 
like you guys like who you watch guys stuff do. like this yeah. that really believe in what we do, right? And so there's this great trust that we have with each other, right? You guys trust us to have a great product and you guys come to our place and you help us out and we're very appreciative of it. So I think like that's one of the great things about social media, that instant gratification. Like we really do get to create a community with our fan base. Because right. I think that's what made YouTube blow up in the first place because celebrities were people that were untouched human beings. Yeah. Like you don't, when you see them, you stay away from them. With YouTube, it was just, you can come up to us because we're regular people too. Yeah. We just happen to have a platform, yeah. Yeah. right? And now with the restaurant, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, like we can build a new community. Like it's a different way of storytelling. It's a different way yeah. of, of having a community that's not just on a channel. Now it's, now it's a physical place that yeah. people can go to and then also, like you said, be nourished, mm -hmm. be, you know, ha yeah. have their life enhanced. And I think that's one thing that I really enjoy with it. For sure. Know, so. I mean, if you open up a business, you just got to love it because yeah. it's going to be hard work. Right. It's hard. And anything that you do, if you love it, it's going to be hard. You just have to love it every day. It's going to be hard. It is. It's not easy money, guys. Yeah. But um, that, everyone just sees, you know, Bart with his helicopter rides and like, man, I'm going to open up a gym too. Helicopter <laughs> rides? What the? <laughs> He rolled up in my Honda Element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, do your plugs, like let people know. I, I mean, in case you guys don't already know, I mean, you should, but like where can they go? Whatever, whether it's lifting weights or lifting ice cream, where, where can they um, go? You can lift that Bartle Brigade. It's in downtown. Get Sip Matcha in Roland Heights, Westwood, Smorgasburg, Shrimp Daddy for Hawaiian shrimp at Smorgasburg. Brick and Mortar coming soon out in Long Beach. Oh, yeah. And give these all Great Yelp reviews, all right? Please. It's, but don't, don't, just, don't just give it to us. If it's not good, let That's us true. earn it. Yep. Tell, hey, can you please remake this? And then we'll do our best to make sure we earn all our five stars. You guys are very well experienced. You guys are very, very successful as well. So thank you for sharing your experiences with us and, and everyone there. We hope to follow in your guys' footsteps. Well, anyways, guys, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Wong Fu, JK, Beef Squashed, Bopo Mofo, Sid, Well, Joe's not here, beef so squashed. you still got to handle that with Damn Joe. Damn it. Damn Joe's it. outside crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> go try their products. Go support them. These are, these guys are working really, really hard. Thank you. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next Thursday. They'll see you on their channels. Later, guys. Bye.